Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hunter, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, man. What about you? I'm doing fantastic, man. Appreciate you asking. What's up? So I was uh, Montana trip uh, with the cold up thing. Montana was awesome. Yeah, we had some brisk mornings for sure, brisk morning and nights. And Montana's a place, man, where like right now it's getting to about 80 for the high, but it gets down to about 50 at night. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had some crisp morning and nights, but it was actually really nice. It was really, really nice. It was, uh, I forget what day it was specifically, but there was a day that we were all wearing like long sleeves and it felt very, very weird to see people in the month of August rocking hoodies. But, uh, you know, that's, that's just the climate. So, uh, it was a blast. I mean, the Montana, the Montana trip was great and, you know, really excited to be back, but it was, it was an awesome trip. Especially going, you know, uh, being here your whole life and you want to go on vacation, you know, you're going up to a cold state from a humidity state. So, it's definitely uh, worth the week, I guess. Yeah, no, it was cool. It was very cool, man. I'm happy that we closed out the quote-unquote off-season in that way. Um, nice yeah. little reset, nice little, you know, just refresh, if you will, but excited to be back for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, whoa, one question. Do you think, uh, you think in the North Carolina game, do you think they're going to, like, I guess maybe after the second half, they'll probably switch quarterbacks to, like, you know, Spencer Rattler's uh, – of the North Carolina game, I, I think it's going to be a full dose of Spencer Rattler for all four quarters. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd love for the game to be so much of a blowout that South Carolina is able to put somebody else in. But barring yeah, a yeah. blowout, it's, it's going to be Rattler the whole way. Yes, I mean, I'll dive more into this later in the week when I lock in my predictions and stuff like that. This year, though, I think the run defense takes a small step forward. Um, I think there's still question marks up front, honestly, and I think linebacker, uh, you know, has to show they've improved massively, that entire front seven. Um, I think week one, though, against UNC, man, I I think that South Carolina will probably look a little bit better than they actually are on the offensive and defensive lines of scrimmage, just because I I don't know that UNC – has the bodies to really hurt you. I, I just don't – they don't – I don't know that UNC has those those high-quality bodies up front that you're going to face at Georgia, at Tennessee, at even like Mississippi State. So, um, I, I think South Carolina should be able I, – I think that – I think that the the question mark going in the game is, is around Drake May and stopping the passing attack and, and stopping the aerial attack. I don't worry as much – about the rushing attack, it would surprise me to see South Carolina, you know, struggle against the run. We've seen it before. I mean, Georgia yeah. State opened the season last year and ran for 200 against you. But 
I think UNC will lean on the passing game just because, too, man, they've got questions in their offensive line. They've got questions in their running back room. Very similar to South Carolina. So, um, you know, I, I think it's more focused. Go ahead. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if uh, North Carolina uh, North Carolina has the same players uh, from the 2021 bowl, uh, bowl game, and I don't know if that's going to be any similar. Yeah, not not many of them, man. I mean, they had a completely different quarterback, and you know, I mean, think about how much South Carolina's team has changed. So it's it's. I mean, they've got some guys for sure. They've got some holdouts from that team, but it's not a yeah. you know, it's it's not like it's an identical team or anything. Okay. I appreciate the call, Hunter. Always a pleasure. Sure. Yeah, man. Great stuff. Great stuff from Hunter Kelly. Always, always good to hear from him. Uh, let's get back into your questions here. Let's see. So many questions. Guys, I appreciate y'all flooding the YouTube chat. More predictions coming in. Jeff Gullage says 31 to 17, South Carolina. Bisbee says 42 to 10, Gamecocks. Justin Langford, is Gene Chizik still the defensive coordinator at UNC? Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, Madison, I know we just talked about it, but yes, UNC dealing with their own injuries as well, no doubt. Uh, Hunter Johnson, 31 to 21, Gamecocks. Mark Anderson just says five days. Five days. We made it, man. It's, it's week one. It is freaking game week. We made it. I mean, oh, we made it. I, I can't even wait for Thursday. I'm excited to watch Utah and Florida. I really am. I'm excited to watch Utah, Florida. Um, Let's see. Justin Langford, I did see that snap from Caleb Williams. I mean, that, he, he's got incredible arm talent. There's no question. He's got incredible arm talent. Incredible arm talent. Let's see. Panic Ritter is panicking, so Monday is going well. Let's jump back to the lines here. Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It is officially game week. Let's go. It is game week, my friend. We we finally made it. Forever. Yeah, we finally made it, man. And I'm going to spit some yeah. facts. That's going to. By the way, I'm going to. I'm going to give you some facts. Okay. Okay. It's going to piss off some Trojan fans. And by Trojan fans, I mean Southern Cal fans. Okay, so screw them. All right, screw them. Okay, South Carolina, the, the state of South Carolina was founded in 1788. California did not become a state until 1850. The University of South Carolina was established in 1801. The University of Southern California did not get established until. 1880. So therefore, the real USC is in South Carolina. Facts. Hey, those are big facts. Big facts, Robbie. The real USC is in South Carolina. So if any of you Trojan fans want to try to try to prove me wrong, I've been looking it up. I've been keep, I've been keep, I've been keeping up with it and asking Siri ever since I got up this morning, just because I wanted to prove some facts today. Since it's freaking game week. Okay, so the real USC is in Cola. The fake USC is in Southern California. Drop the mic, Robbie. Drop the mic on him. So you hold, you can you you can have you can have the right to being called USC, 
But anybody with a brain and that knows history, okay, knows what I just said. So therefore, the real USC is in COLA, okay? And we're going to show Saturday who the real Carolina is, and we're going to kick Mac Brown's ass come Saturday night. Dude, I'm fired up. I'm ready to run through a brick wall, Robbie. You got me ready to run through a brick wall, man. College football. This is this is in season, Robbie Davis. You are in peak mid-season I in, form. I'm in I'm in mid-season form, and I am ready to go. I just decided to open up with the facts right there, okay, to open up the show for my phone call, okay. So I literally have been looking that stuff up all morning, okay. I know. I I I, I trust me, okay. And if you don't believe me, go ahead and look it up for yourself if you're listening, okay? If you're a Southern Cal fan for some reason and you're listening, go ahead and look it up. I love it, Robbie. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. Facts only. Facts only from Robbie Davis. Laying down the heat. And I and I and I, I honestly, I and I'm gonna get to the game stuff in a second. But that but that was your that was your little dose of of I'm um, of um history from Robbie, okay? That's your little dose of history from the Zaxby's Hall of Famer, okay? So now let's get to the meat and taters of this convo because it is football season. Finally, it is game week. I am so pumped for Saturday, okay? I am pumped, okay? And I, this is what I would do if I was if I was Dowell Loggin, just for the hell of it. These are the two things I would probably do, okay? I would line up in five wide with Rattler and Joyner in the backfield, okay? I would tell all my wide receivers, go deep and block somebody. I don't give a damn, okay? And I would do a draw play just to try and catch them off guard to see how Joyner does. And I would love to see us run a draw play and see Joyner take it to the house first play of the game. Hopefully, Dabble Loggins. We'll have Second. to get this. We'll have to get this clip over to Dabble Loggins. Make sure he knows. Second, tell everybody tell everybody to freaking go deep and see if their corners and safeties can keep up with our athletes. I don't think they can. And just throw it up to throw it up to, to Nicholas Harbor and say, Don't you. we're going to throw it up there. You make sure you're the only one that comes down with it and show that you are the athlete that people have been saying you were since before you got here and just throw it up there. Let, the, let, 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 I would say, Dowell Loggins, let your nuts hang. Okay. Let your nuts hang. All right. Go out there and daggum prove a point. All the naysayers, you can tell you can tell them to kiss your keister after we beat North Carolina's ass. Drop your nuts. The mantra of week one. I, I like that. I like that. And I'm getting sick and tired of hearing Coach Brown freaking say that they're the underdog. Bull crap. You're getting more respect than we are. Have you not looked, Coach Mack? Hello, you're getting more respect than we are. Hello. If anybody needs to earn respect, it's us. So we need to go out there Saturday night and kick North Carolina's butt all over the field for four quarters 
and not give a darn about the consequences. I'm ready for kickoff, Robbie. You you got me ready. You you got me officially ready for kickoff. And I and I definitely think, like I've said before, I think if we can rattle Drake May, he'll make a mistake. We'll get some turnovers. And I think Beamer Ball is definitely gonna show up in the game on Saturday. And if it if we if we play well enough in all three phases, I don't think North Carolina has a chance. I think you're right, Robbie. Yeah, I'm excited to talk later this week. Key matchups, keys to the game, all that good stuff. But I mean, listen, I, I think if South Carolina, I think South Carolina is a more talented team, top to bottom. I, I really do. So I think if the Gamecocks play their best game, I don't know that it'll matter what UNC does in the ball game. I, I, I think Carolina. Carolina, the Carolina, South Carolina should win the ball game. So yeah. I think it's going to be a ton of fun, though, man. I, I, I think it's going to be a really, really uh, tightly contested game, back and forth, coming down to the wire. But I, I do think South Carolina should win. For sure. For sure. And me and um, Marinar26 even talked about this because we've noticed even last year, when when if we if we ever if we ever got the chance to see Joiner at running back, there was a couple of times where he coughed up the ball. Mm. So I'm curious to see if he's worked on that a little bit to see if they've helped Joiner work on that. And I also think this could be a blessing in disguise with him being at running back because. He is very, very athletic. He was a very good running quarterback at Dutch Fort. Hmm. So now that all he has to do is just focus on running, I'm really excited to see how he does this season whenever all he's got to worry about is just running the ball, not throwing it, not looking downfield, just reading block and running the football. Yeah, going to be really interesting. I mean, Robbie, I, I've said it many times that, uh, you know, that uh, I'd say that Karan Joyner is probably the guy I'm most fascinated to see um, this season on the offensive side. He went to Fort Dorchester, by the way, not Dutch Fort, but I get the point you're making. Oh. Fort Fort Dorchester, all good. Well, you know what I meant. I know I know what you meant, Robbie. I, I know what you meant for sure. Robbie Davis, hey. Yeah, hey, I, I, listen, sometimes your mouth moves faster than your brain. I have the same problem, Robbie. I totally get it. Either way. That's a fact. Yeah, either way. Always a pleasure, Robbie, to hear from you. Excited to chat all for week sure. long as we get ready for the ball game, man. Appreciate oh, you. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And you'll probably get my, my thoughts hmm. instead of getting them on Saturday night after the game since I'll be traveling home from most of them. You'll go get my thoughts. On Mondays, show, on Mondays show this season. Love that. Looking forward to it, Robbie. I appreciate you. All right, buddy. You have a good one, and I'm glad. And I'm really glad you had a fantastic time in Montana. I appreciate it, Robbie. You're the man. Take care. Great stuff. Let's keep it going, guys. We'll jump to another call here. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Will, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Game week is upon us, man. Game week is officially upon us, my friend. What's going on? Just excited, man. Uh, uh, saw the depth chart got released. That's kind of cool. Surprising that Nick Harbour is in that top six a little bit. A little bit. Um, I, I think it's one of those things, man, that, you know, and, and Nick Saban spoke on this today about depth charts don't matter, whatever. I mean, they're kind of for the fans more than anything. But um, I think there's some gamesmanship with depth charts. I think it's one of those things where you want to make North Carolina think about this guy at minimum. Even if he – even if he only plays 10 snaps, like, you need to make UNC game plan for him because he's a tough guy to game plan for. I think it's positive, though, seeing him there. I think that that shows that he has at least flashed enough that they want to keep him in that rotation. Um, <clears throat> nothing really else I saw that surprised me too much other than I thought there was a chance that Pup might start. But I guess he's just going to be first off. I think they're just going to rotate a lot in that linebacker room, like, keep him fresh, but – I mean, not a whole lot of surprise anywhere else other than, I guess, Keenan got the nickel start. I think maybe Spalding was maybe the guy I thought would get that. But not a huge surprise that Keenan's getting that. Um, anything that you saw other than that? that yeah, I mean, I, I think out? I think the thing that jumped out to me was, you know, Debo Williams starting over Mo Kaba at linebacker. I, I think what that tells yeah. me, and again, we'll, we'll go much more in depth on tomorrow's TDC, because I really want to take a take some time to look over this depth chart and kind of dive into it. But that jumped out to me, and what it tells me is that Mo Cobb is not 100%. I mean, bottom line. I, I, yeah. I just – I mean, it's no knock no. on Debo Williams. I'm not saying he's a bad player or anything. But, I mean, Mo Cobb is supposed to be like your guy, and for him to be second string, um, that is surprising. It's just surprising to me. I mean, outside of that, King Dominion Ford, who just got put on scholarship – he is in the two deep at strong safety right behind Nicky Minwari. So that's interesting. Jalon Kilgore is in the two deep at free safety. And then offensively, I mean, you know, you've got two oars both at the tackle spots, right? Sidney Fugar or Jackson Hughes at one, Kaysen Henry or Tyshawn Wanamaker at the other. So, you know, there, there, there's question marks, man. There's no doubt. There's question marks. Yeah. Um, on the offensive line. Offensive line yeah. We yeah, for sure. For sure. You know. I think that we knew the Hughes kid. That's the Charlotte kid, right? Yes, the Jackson Charlotte Hughes is the Charlotte yeah. kid. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I heard a lot of good stuff about him. I figured he'd be fighting for that. It is. It bit. is Fugar from Western Illinois and and Jackson Hughes from yeah. Charlotte fighting for one of the tackle spots. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, just exciting, man. And I mean, so what? It looks like the receiver is not going to play for North Carolina. Is that? Yeah, Tez Walker. It sounds like he will not play. Okay. But Which it could I mean, be. It could win, be a I mean, situation. I mean, it could be a situation where they literally get word on Saturday that he's eligible. So, yeah. I mean, who knows with the NCAA, normally, man? Who knows? Yeah, but normally they usually do it. I think because they did give a ruling. What was it like a week ago, right? They gave yes, their yes. secondary ruling about it. he couldn't play. So it makes it seems like they, <clears throat> best case scenario, they'll get him for week for game two. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, uh, just a quick thought for the game for me. Um, I think that it really boils down, can we stop the run, is really what I'm most intrigued to see. I know that Drake Mays is an excellent passer of the ball, and I think that our DBs match up really well with their wide receivers. Um, I'm really worried about them being able to run the ball on us. So that'll be really what I'm I'm circling in on is, is like the focus point of, you know, the big thing we need to get underway is to get those linebackers up in there and maybe get that run stopped up a little bit. Hmm. But um, I'll call back later in the week and give my true game, Robbie, Robbie type prediction. Uh, <laughs> I'll hang up and call you back, brother. Will, I appreciate later. you, man. It's always a pleasure. Great stuff, Will, from Dirty Myrtle. And he brings up some great points. Yeah, if South Carolina can't stop the run against UNC, I, I will – I'll have some concerns. I really will because this this is not a great offensive line. Um, and if you can't stop the run against North Carolina, I mean, Drake May is going to have a field day. If they're, if they're in a lot of second and third and shorts, it's going to be really tough on that defense. It, it's just going to be really tough on your defense to really make anything happen. Um, let's see. Let's get back into your YouTube questions. Guys, again, phone lines open, 843-790-3377. Austin Gregory. <clears throat> Odd that Sellers was running with the twos, but Doty is listed as backup. Not much a surprise there, but definitely contradicts Camp Intel as far as Sellers taking quarterback two reps. Uh, Austin, it actually doesn't contradict anything from the standpoint of, from the folks I talked to, they expected that. They expected that to be the case. And it's just one of those things, man, where it's like, I think everybody understands Lenoris Sellers is the quarterback of the future, uh, but Luke Doty right now, just because of experience, right, that's something you cannot simulate in fall camp. God forbid something happened to Spencer Rattler, Rattler early in the year. I think it'd be Luke Doty that would take those snaps because he's just been in that fire before. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not really surprised to see it. I'm not surprised to see it. I would still say from a from a talent standpoint, from a future of the program standpoint, it is Lenoris Sellers. But it doesn't surprise me to see Luke Doty at QB2. Let's see. John Edwards says, Utah wins with or without Cam Rising. I will make my prediction, John Edwards, later in the week. Somebody asked earlier, by the way, by the way, what happened to the podcast schedule? Um, the podcast will resume as normal later today, 5 p.m. Eastern. Last week, I was dropping it at 5 a.m. Eastern because there was no TDC. So, we're back this week. We're rocking as normal. Podcast will be released 5 p.m. Eastern time. That's why if you were expecting a podcast this morning, that's why you didn't get one. That's why you didn't get one. So, um, yeah, we're back on our normal schedule. Normal schedule. 
Either way, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Austin Greisman says this. National media is predicting this game based upon May versus Rattler. What's the South Carolina defense against North Carolina defense? What's the South Carolina special teams against North Carolina special teams? Two of the three phases are heavy leaning South Carolina. Austin, great point. I'm really excited, guys, for a brand new piece of content, by the way, for us. And we're doing some different things, but this is going to be a lot of fun. So every single week, right, we would do key matchups, keys the game, top storylines, prediction, all that good stuff. Now, going into each and every single game, guys, you know we did the position unit preview series, breaking down every single position unit. We are going to do a position unit comparison between South Carolina and whoever they play that upcoming weekend. So, Wednesday, Wednesday, we'll dive into our position unit comparison, if you will, where it'll be, and we'll have a graphic associated, but we'll talk about it on the show as well. We'll go down the list, quarterback, running back, O-line, D-line, you know, tight end, I forgot to mention, linebacker, defensive back, kicker, punter, coaching, all that good stuff. And we will get on the list and just check off who has the advantage at what. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll go from there in regards to comparing the two teams. So I am very excited for that. Very excited to just, Talk even more in depth when it comes to these games. Really looking forward to it, guys. I think that's something you guys will really, really enjoy also. Um, but to your point, man, I think one of the reasons you're not hearing it more is because talking offense moves the needle. And, I mean, listen, we love Beamer Ball, Beamer Ball to the moon, but there's just not going to be a lot of folks that put as much stock into that as South Carolina people do. So, is special teams going to play a major role? Absolutely. I think going into year three of Shane Beamer, it would be foolish to think that special teams will not play a big factor in this game. I mean, it has in every single big win, it seems like, of the Shane Beamer era. So I fully expect special teams to be a game changer for the Gamecocks. Chase Floyd says, join the BCC. Patreon.com slash Club. Yes, guys, you see the hat also, by the way. Join the Big Cock Club today, patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. Guys, we will be watching college football in the Big Cock Club Discord all season long. We were in there on Saturday night watching college football. Really good time. We hang out. We talk. We chatter. What have you. Uh, We'll continue to do that for basically every single football game this season. Also, guys, I drop a lot of stuff in that Discord. You can ask anybody. I drop a lot of stuff that I do not put on social media. So, you want the... Inside, I'm calling myself an insider. What's happening? But if you want the scoop, what's going on? Also, just great Gamecock content, conversation, what have you. And, of course, the BCC Hangouts in the Discord watching college football. Join the Big Cock Club today. Also, by the way, we have a discount code. You get 20% off of merchandise, which you see I'm rocking. I actually just got this shirt over the weekend. TSUS.store and or the thespursupshow.com to find your merchandise there. So, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Continue to roll through your questions here on this Monday of game week, 843-790-337. So, Lynn Turner said this, I have the opposite problem. My brain moves faster, so my mouth gets messed up because my brain has moved on. Interesting. <clears throat> Interesting. Let's see. 
Austin War mentioned this top of the show. Thoughts on the rule change with no first down, stopping the clock until two minutes in each half. You know, I don't have much of an opinion on it after week zero. I know the games were shortened. Vandy Hawaii dragged on, though. So I don't really feel like we noticed it all that much. Um, so it seemed like though a couple of games, it really sped up play. It really sped up play. So we'll see how it affects South Carolina, North Carolina. I mean, I, I think it definitely makes a difference. I, I think it absolutely makes a big difference when you factor in just, I mean, dude, you're probably getting 10 or 15 less plays per game for an offense. That's a big difference. Tyler Knoll says, just spot the damn ball. Defense is going to be much improved. New offense can't be any worse than it was for the first 10 weeks last season. Excited for Saturday. I'll give us, it'll give us a lot of answers. Yeah, I mean, it it will absolutely, man. It it will give a ton of answers in regards to, you know, I'll say this too, though. It'll give us answers to question marks we've had to question marks we've had throughout the preseason. But I don't think it defines what South Carolina will be in, say, week six or week seven. I, I, I just think there's so much improvement that will take place, not maybe take place, but will take place from week one to week two and week two to week three. So, Gamecock fanatic, Chris, will Carolina have a bad season if we lose to UNC? Gamecock fanatic, I talked about this early in the show. I, I don't think it's a guarantee you have a bad season if you lose in North Carolina. I, I don't. Some, some will disagree. I, I totally understand. Some will disagree. I don't tend to think that is a fact. I, I think that South Carolina, would it stink to lose to UNC? Absolutely it would. Can you still have a good year? Yes, you can. If you lose the U, listen, if you lose the UNC, you're probably staring one and two in the face. Guys. South Carolina started one and two last year and went eight and four and beat Clemson. Would anybody call last year an unsuccessful season? I mean, it's it's doable for sure. It's doable for sure. I don't think week one completely defines you as a football team. It's a very important swing game. Don't get me wrong. And you sort of, you know, put your backs against the wall if you lose it because, hey, you're probably going to have to steal one in SEC play that you're not supposed to to, let's say, hit the eight-win mark. But I don't think it's a game where if you lose, just cancel the season, it's over. You know what I mean? So, uh, Seth, what linebacker are you most excited to see? And will South Carolina's linebackers be a top five bunch in the SEC this season? Seth, I do not think that South Carolina's linebackers will be a top five bunch. I don't think they're there quite yet. Um, I will go Grayson Pup Howard, the linebacker that I am most excited to see this season. Let's see. The Spurs Up Show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste, and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, 
Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Anyways, Austin Gregory says, what's the game you think we'll win that we shouldn't? And what's the game you think we'll lose that we shouldn't? Also, what SEC game are you most excited for? Um, the game that I think South Carolina will win, they shouldn't. I could see it being Tennessee. Austin, we actually talked about this a couple weeks ago. I, I think Tennessee could be that game. Uh, what's the game you think we lose and we shouldn't? I'd probably say Florida would be that game. Florida or dare I say Vandy. But I don't think Vandy's going to happen. I, I think Florida, though, is a game that that could turn out to be the game that South Carolina falls flat. I mean, Mississippi State, though, I've already picked. So I, I guess Mississippi State for me. I guess Mississippi State. Um, so I see John Edward talking about the active shooter thing going on at UNC, and I actually saw a headline. But Mac Brown has already talked to the media, so I don't know what John Edward is talking about. Mac Brown, Gene Chizik. Um, all those guys, they've, they've already spoken to the media, so I'm not exactly sure what John Edward is saying. And it also looks like those guys, the active shooter guys, they are in custody. So nothing else to worry about at this current juncture, thankfully, with UNC. Madison Duncan says, congrats. I saw 120 viewers so far. Yeah, Madison, I, you know, the, the, the live viewers, admittedly, they always take a bump up when we get to game week and, and in season, all that good stuff. I think the most we've ever had for the Daily Crow, I think it was last year during when Steven Garcia joined the show a couple of times. We had upwards of like 250 or something like that. But I am fully expecting the post-game call-in show. Guys, I think the numbers are going to be crazy. I think the numbers are going to be absolutely insane, to be honest with you. So, um, because I think people immediately after a game, they want somewhere to go to voice their comments, to voice their opinions, and this will be the place. This will be the place. It'll be completely unfiltered, unedited, unscripted uh, post-game call-in show. Going to be a lot of fun. So, And uh, there will be no breaks either, by the way. It's going to be one of those things we're going to you know, fire up the stream. We'll probably have like a minute lead-in time, and then – um, you know, I'll, I'll do a quick ad read for our friends over at A1 Air Quality Services. Let you all know. Let's thank them for making it possible. And then we'll dive right into it, opening up the phone lines and and uh, taking your questions and, and getting into them. And it's, it's going to be wild. It's, it's going to be wild for sure, which I cannot wait for. I cannot wait for. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, just to give you a quick update. Oh, here we go. Look at that. Good timing. But never mind. We're going to jump straight into the phone lines. Let's get back to it. Call from Trevor. Trevor, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how are we doing, Chris? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? Uh, well, you're hearing from a former Gamecock living in Charlotte right now, so definitely uh, pumped up for this weekend. Uh, I'll be uh, boots on the ground for the game. I got some nice seats. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. In regards to the uh, South Carolina running game, mm -hmm. I know we have a lot of questions coming into this season. So um, 
I guess if you had to put a number on it, how many how many yards do you think we have to rush for Saturday to to guarantee a Gamecock victory? Yeah, and, and back to your point, by the way, Trevor, and have fun and be safe at the game on Saturday. I know Charlotte will be painted garnet and black, but um, I thought it was interesting. First off, depth chart, you saw um, you saw DeCabrion Joyner, of course, RB1, Juju McDowell, RB2, which isn't totally shocking, but I'm curious how they use the rest of that room, if you will. I don't think South Carolina has to rush for an incredible amount to win because I, I think the expectation is that South Carolina is going to throw the football a lot. Now, I think if the Gamecocks rush for 100 or more, I think it's a guaranteed victory. I, I really do. Because, I mean, you look back at the years, look, look over the years, and when, when Carolina's able to when Carolina's able to run the football to, like, any degree at all, right, any degree at all, 100 or more yards, they win, like, 90% of the time. And those are rough numbers, but I promise you, you look back at the numbers, it's crazy uh, how well South Carolina does when they run the football effectively. So, you know, I, I don't even think you have to hit 100. I think you could rush for, I don't know, man, 70, 80 yards. It, it, it's tough to say that, like, hey, you can rush for 50 yards and be fine because, you know, I don't know that you're going don't, to – I don't think you're going to throw for 400 yards in the ball game or anything like that. But um, I think if you hit 100 yards rushing or more, I think you put yourself in a really, really good position to, to win the game on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, – I think we – I mean, I think Spencer Rattler is good enough where we can really kind of ride his arm uh, for a couple games this year. But I, I do think when it comes down to it, you know, if, if, if we're hoping for an 8-9-10 win season, I really do think that we're going to need to see something um, out of the carry-on or Juju McDowell uh, coming out of the backfield. Obviously, two super quick guys. Uh, in terms of the, you know, the running back passing game, I don't have any questions there. But when it comes to in between the tackles, um, you know, with the frames that those two guys have, I, I am a little worried about about that aspect of the run game. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think anytime you come into a game week and you've got a pair of or on your depth chart when it comes to the offensive tackles, it's a concern. And, I mean, I don't need to see the de depth chart to know that offensive line is – you know, it's a question mark, and I think the the injury to Jalen Nichols is, is making a lot of guys, there's a lot of moving pieces and kind of figuring out who goes where. And, um, I mean, listen, you're going to have a pair of tackles starting in, in week one that more than likely have – they've never started a game at South Carolina. Um, you're going to have one tackle for sure that's never started a game at the Power 5 level starting at offensive tackle. So, um, there's questions certainly, which, again, it's, it's ironic. I've, I've mentioned many times it's almost eerie – how similar South Carolina and North Carolina are uh, because they've got issues at tackle as well. You know what I mean? So um, offensive line is certainly a question mark, but I mentioned this many times, my friend, and we'll talk about this a lot more throughout the week. You know, I, I think it could be much – there are defensive fronts that would give you much more of fits than the UNC defensive front. I mean, you look at them last year, man, they were abysmal. I know they've added some different pieces and they're priding themselves on physicality and being more physical at the point of attack, but – I think South Carolina, I think it's a really good opponent, honestly, for the offensive line to come into the season, um, you know, to, to you know, get the run game going. Because like you mentioned, you're going to need the run game. If you're going to hit eight wins again or, God forbid, exceed that, you're going to have to get the run game going at some point. So I, I think South Carolina has an opportunity to build some positive momentum. And I'm not saying rush for 200 yards or anything, but at least show some encouraging signs that, you know, a, a solid run game could be there this season. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one way or another, we're definitely going to get uh, 
some questions answered in regards to the uh, to the O line and the and the running back game after after Saturday. No doubt. Yeah, I'd agree with you, man. I, I, we're going to learn a lot for sure. I don't think it's going to be something you draw conclusions for the entire season, but a lot of these question marks we've had in the offseason, um, a lot of these question marks, I, I think we're, we're going to start to get some answers for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, good talking to you, and uh, go Cox, man. Trevor, great stuff. Go Cox, man. I appreciate you. Great stuff from Trevor. Awesome, awesome. Here's a funny question. Carter Bingham says, could Christopher Philadelphia rush for more than one yard if he gets one attempt in an SEC game? Uh, C- Carter Bingham, what's my blocking like? Wh- who- whose offensive line am I behind? If my offensive line gets a yard push, well, yeah, Carter, I'm going to get a yard. But if I have no no uh, if I have no push up front, I'm not going to give myself the benefit of the doubt. I, I don't have a chance. <laughs> I don't have a chance, man. I don't have a chance. No, nah, it's... Uh, not quite, not quite. Uh, here we go. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Peyton. Peyton, what's going on, man? How are you? I can't complain too much, man. How you doing, bud? I'm I'm doing fantastic, man. Really happy to be back in the saddle and just excited. Football is here, man. Excited football is here and happy to be chatting with you. What's up? How was Montana, man? It was a blast. It was a good time. And it was, uh, you know, it's one of those things that the the views out there, <clears throat> the landscape, and it's, you can't simulate it. You know, there's nothing that compares. I've never seen mountains like that in my lifetime. Um, you know, 15,000 foot above sea level type of elevation, mountains, if you will. Uh, so it was just cool. It was cool to see a different part of the country and experience it. And it's, it's very nice. You know, there's not a, there's not a whole lot out there. You know what I mean? But uh it was cool, man. It was very, very cool. So, um, yeah, had a blast. That's awesome, man. Montana's one of my bucket list places. I, I just love to go out there and see it. Um, a cool part about it is the Beamer Ball flag was planted in Montana, <laughs> taking over the nation, taking over the world. But, um, dude, we've made it. We're here, man. We We are here. And we're taking over Charlotte. I, I, I can feel I can feel it coming. It's, I, I, I can I can really visualize Rattler going in there and throwing something crazy like three three to five touchdowns. Defense playing lights out. Drake May on his ass. I just been I've been having wonderful dreams the past couple of nights, friend. <laughs> I love it, man. Hey, I hope you're right. I, I would love to see nothing more in South Carolina throw up a foot. A forty bomb or something in week one, and, and get a double digit win, double digit margin victory, if you will. Um, and I think it's possible. You know, I, I think it's certainly possible. Man, UNC's got real issues on defense, and if Spencer Rattler, you know, picks up where he left off, you know, I, I talked about this in the first hour that it's a it's a bigger game for UNC. But I, I will say, I don't know. I you you could argue South Carolina has more to gain from winning because of. You know, the feeling that if you go out there, especially offensively, and you click, it's going to be a feeling of, okay, this is the same team from Tennessee and Clemson and the end of the season. They just picked up right where they've left off. And, you know, this is who they are versus those first 10 games last year. You know what I mean? So, um, I think all of a sudden, man, if Carolina goes out there and puts up an impressive offensive performance, I, I really do believe that, you know, you build big-time momentum in the, in the Furman game, which you'll win, and then you got that big showdown against Georgia. And who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? So, 
lot to gain. Lot to gain from uh, you know that that this game on Saturday for sure. So Beamer's Beamer's done a lot. Beamer's done a whole lot under his uh, in his first two seasons here, as far as changing expectations, changing cultures, changing what we expect to happen. And I, I think uh, this this is me definitely being hopeful now. Mm-hmm. I think this is the year to prove that we don't start slow every year. I think. If, if we can come out and go into, go into Georgia, if we can go into Georgia 2-0, and I think that, that winning the first couple of games to open the season, I, I think if, if we could end that expectation next, I feel like that, that, could, be, uh, that, that could prove fruitful for us as well, starting, starting fast and not necessarily waiting until – week five or week four to catch a stride and, and, and get a solid win. If we could, if we could start winning solid ball games earlier on, I think that'll that'll be yet another expectation change that, that Beamer can manifest. Well and it's one of those deals, Peyton, you can't afford to start slow. You know, we've talked about that a lot of the off season is that with the way this schedule sets up and I understand that um I understand the schedule softens up in the back half, but I mean, you just you you can't put yourself behind the eight ball. You know what I mean? Going into some games later in the season at Mizzou, at A and M, Clemson, you know, is another one. Uh, Kentucky's going to be a tricky game. So you just it's you don't have to start out five and one. You don't even have to start out four and two. You'd like to, but you just can't start worse than three and three. You know what I mean? Just nobody's going to give you any yeah. shame for losing to Georgia. Nobody's going to give you any shame for for losing to uh, to Tennessee on the road. But you know. And two, like, how does it look, Peyton? That's the biggest thing. Because South Carolina last year, if you recall, um, they opened up with Georgia State, then had Arkansas and Georgia weeks two and three. And it's like, okay, in Fayetteville and and then the Georgia Bulldogs, who were then the defending national champions, nobody's going to fault you for losing those games. And then you had Charlotte and SC State after following. And so you sat at three and two, but the problem was how it was happening. Like, it was ugly. Like, we saw how ugly it was. It was abysmal at times, right? Like, it was just really hard to watch. And so, I mean, I think a lot of it's how South kind of plays also. You know what I mean? It's, it's how you play. How do you beat North Carolina if and when you do? How do you beat a Mississippi State? Like, how does it look against Georgia? How does it look against Tennessee? So, you know, starting fast in that regard. It doesn't mean starting 6-0. and It doesn't mean starting 5-1, and although you'd love that. Just right. coming out the gate right. playing good football and at least looking like you have a clue because that's that's something South Carolina has struggled with over the first two years of Beamer. That's a fact. I think um, it, execution is so important early on because, like, like you mentioned, you know, we we kind of look look like we're, we're we're shaking off the off season rust and uh, in early games under Shane Beamer, but. If we can come in looking like a well-coached team, a team that doesn't make mistakes on offense, doesn't make coverage mistakes on defense, and just tidies everything up. If we could, we could uh, not make it look like we're walking through the mud so much like we did the first half of last season. I mean, it, it looked like we could just never take it out of first gear. And if if we could, um, if we could execute properly week one or, or week two and three, if we could start executing early on, that's going to be a, uh, a big factor as well. Mm-hmm. Executing the game plan properly, 
not making blocking mistakes, not making stupid penalty mistakes, and just not shooting yourself in the foot and not making it look like we're walking through the mud. Mm-hmm. Try to make it look like we're playing football on a turf or a nice cut field where you got got cleats. You, you can do everything. Don't make it look like you're slipping and sliding on everywhere. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, I mean it's it's Peyton. Let's call it for what it is. It's 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 biggest for the offense. I mean, right? It's it's that's what that's what folks want to see. You know what I mean? It's it's if you go out there and you give up thirty points to North Carolina and, and Drake May, I mean, will it be disappointing? Sure, but like I don't think anybody's going to you know go crazy, especially if you win, right? Like if Carolina wins a a thirty eight to thirty five shootout, there will be chatter. We'll we'll talk about the defense, but. It's really about the offense, right? I mean, that, that's what it is. Like, even if you win and the final score is 17 to 13, what's it gonna feel like? Like, I think like we'll be we'll be very happy in the short term, like the 24 hours following right. the win. Right. But there will be this uneasiness, right? Of like, what in the world yeah. is going on offensively? So, you know, I, I think when you talk about when we talk about starting fast and playing well out the gate. We're talking about the offense. That's, that's what we're talking about. It's an offensive game. It comes down to scoring points. It comes down to offense. Teams are winning games 45 to 28, 48 to 38, whatever. I mean, look at look at Southern Cal over the weekend. They won 56 to 28. They didn't play great defense, but they scored 50 points. You know what I mean? So that's what it comes down to, man. The offense starting fast. And what does Dabble Loggins look like? And again, we'll we'll break this more down as we get closer to kickoff. But I mean, that that's that's what people want to see more than anything. Because guess what? South Carolina's resurgence last year, or even their first 10 games, were there games that defense didn't play well? I mean, absolutely. Florida, they, didn't, they did not play well. But South Carolina's resurgence happened because the offense got fixed. It, the resurgence happened because the offense got better. That, that's the bottom line. So that's what we're all most looking forward to, is seeing an offense that clicks. At, at least clicks much better than it has over the last couple of years. Will you get it? We shall see. But I think that's that's the focus when you talk starting fast, is starting fast offensively. Right. But uh I'll say I'll say this though. I'll say if if Spencer Rattler, if if we come out and we get a we get a three touchdown, one interception game and we and we find a way to lose somehow versus if, if he comes out and has uh, a one-touchdown, two-interception game and we win, I, I, I think we kind of kind of got to live with him at that point. But it's like you said, man, starting fast on offense, making sure the offense is up to par because hmm. we, 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 we don't have the luxury of, of these, these unranked teams or these FCS teams that, you know, we get to pad our schedule with early on in the season. We we don't have that we don't have that luxury. So we yeah. we don't have to come out tight come out tight and look like we know what the hell we're doing. Indeed, my friend. Indeed. It should be a lot of fun. Can't wait for it. Absolutely, man. Neither can I cannot wait. It is game week, my friend. And uh I'll call in tomorrow. You uh you take care, try to stay cool out here. Thanks for his up, Chuck. Go Cox, buddy. Peyton, you're the man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for the call. Great stuff, as always, from Peyton. Really, really good stuff. Uh, guys, again, 843-790-337. I see my guy, Bryce. Spur your enthusiasm. Says 56 to 24 Gamecocks. Win anyway. I love it. Cop the merch. Cop the merch. Spur your enthusiasm is in 
the house. Um, Madison Duncan, the show can highlight a second best player of the game. Get the Spurs up spot for the week. Mary Gennar, 26, you're going to have a drop your nuts defensive player of the game award. That's a good question, Mary Gennar, 26. That's a very, very good question. Um, I don't know yet. John Edwards says, Mike, go to college game day Saturday. With who I'm going to the game, we haven't decided yet. So if you guys go to college game day, you might get to meet John Edward. My question is this. Who's going to have the Beamer Ball signage, the TSUS signage at college game day? And if you do, shoot me a picture because, and, I, and you know what? I'll tell you this. If anybody out there is willing to put any sort of TSUS logo or any of our logos from our merch, anything we do on signage and take it to game day, you shoot me a screenshot of it, a DM, I will send you a free piece of merch. How about that? How about that? Just to say thank you, I will shoot you a free piece of merch. Uh, let's see. Oh, Bruin Nation. Good memory by Bruin Nation. We need to keep from last year to call in and break down this game. That's Walker you're talking about. Yeah, Walker hasn't called in in a while, man. He he has not called in since last football season. Austin Gregory says, I've secured tickets to the game in Athens, truly hoping we can keep it on the rails so I can somewhat enjoy the experience. I hear you, Austin. I hear you. By the way, guys, join the Big Cock Club. We've got the TDC Questions channel in there. As you've probably noticed today, tons of questions flood the YouTube chat. So the best way to get your question answered, if you feel like it's getting lost in the shuffle, call in, shoot us a text to the number, because we don't get many texts at 843-790-3377. Hit the text line. Or join the Big Cock Club and comment in the TDC Questions channel. I will see your question if you do that. Uh, Chris Phillips face on a stick, dude. If you do that, I, yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Get, Bruin nation, Bruin nation. You know, what's funny, my guy, I, I've been thinking too, you know, I, I know that I was kind of MIA over the last week or so, which, you know, I, I, I was, I mean, I was still posting content, but you know, I, I wasn't, I think as active as normal. Cause we were out of town, all that good stuff. Bruin nation. I came back and I was like, Twitter is eerily quiet. Like, like, Twitter is eerily calm. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, that scares me because what it means is all hell is about to break loose very soon. Like, all hell is about to break loose. So, I don't know, Bruin Nation. I, maybe I missed some some drama. I, I'm, I'm very disconnected from any sort of drama on Twitter or whatever, but... Twitter feels like it's been very calm and very quiet, which is a scary thing. <laughs> oh, let's see. Let's scroll back through some questions here. Michael Sullivan, we got to have a redo of the UNC game now that it's week one. You know what's funny? My guys over at SG1 Sports, they're actually doing that. They're redoing all of their simulations. I just, you know, is it, is it overkill? Is it a little bit over? I think I feel like the thing that makes the simulation so awesome is the fact that you know it's the off season. There's not much else going on. I will say our simulation last night, though. God, that was a heartbreaker. That was a heartbreaker. I don't know if you guys missed that, but we had Southern Cal on the ropes, twenty-nine to twenty-three game. We have the ball down at the goal line, and 
goal line stand, four and out, can't get it in. Just brutal. Brutal. A brutal, brutal, brutal result. Jeff Gullich says it's the quiet before the storm. Indeed. Austin Hicks, you know things are quiet when me and Austin Gregory are getting along. <laughs> indeed, indeed, my friend. I'm, I mean, I'm glad to see it. I've, I've loved how quiet it's been in that regard. Uh, but unfortunately, I think it'll probably be short-lived. Probably be short-lived. Um, some breaking news, guys, on Twitter in regards to conference expansion, our favorite topic. But ACC presidents have scheduled a call on Monday night to discuss and possibly vote on adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU to the ACC. And the presented model expansion would add $55 million annually for ACC to share via incentive pool, as reported last week. This comes from Ross Dellinger over at Yahoo Sports. So the ACC looking to expand. It's 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 going to be three conferences. It's it's going to be it's going to be the SEC, the ACC, and the Big Twelve. Or excuse me, Big Ten. So it might be four conferences because I think the Big Twelve they've made additions as well. I don't think they want to go anywhere. So the Pac-12 though's done. Pac-12 is cooked. Hello, Rebecca. Justin Bryant says I'd imagine these guys Beamer said were questionable or good to go Saturday. Justin, as far as we've heard, the only guy I've heard that I think is for sure or at least most likely out is Jatias Gear. It does sound like Juice Wells is expected to play. We'll see. I mean, things can change in an instant, right? And nobody's been out. Nobody's been out at fall camp or anything like that. So um, we'll see what Beamer has to say. And, of course, at some point we will find out what's going on. Gamecock Fanatic says... Any news on Tez Walker? Uh, Gamecock fanatic, the only news is there's no news. Mac Brown updating it today. He had this to say. Let's see here. Uh, I want to read this exactly. I want to read this exactly. Let's see. Okay. UNC coach Mac Brown on Tez Walker's NCAA case. Quote, we still haven't heard anything from the NCAA on Tez. We're hoping to hear something, at least on the process, today. So, they have heard nothing. Um, and from the folks I've talked to, it sounds like it's something that could, that could literally go into Saturday. <clears throat> Will literally go into Saturday. So, um, let's see. Yeah, guys, you, you join. So, I see my guy Bryce asking questions. You join on the Patreon. You join patreon.com slash Club. You sign up for the $6.99 a month. You join that, and then you get the link to the Discord. I do that because that's really the only way to put, like, a paywall around the Discord, if you will, um, that makes sense. So, yes, it is a private Discord. Again, the reason I do that, guys, number one, because what we're selling or what we're what we're the value we're providing is that it is an exclusive community. It's not open to everyone. If it's open to everyone, there isn't nearly as much value and you guys already know, if it was open to everyone, can you imagine the slap dickery that would be taking place in the Discord? I mean, you guys know better than that. <laughs> like, you guys know. So, yeah, for fans of the Spurs Up show who want to be part of an exclusive community, you've got the Big Cock Club. Join today, patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. Again, we'll be watching all of the college football games. We'll be watching all of of the college football in the BCC hangout. Going to be a really, really good time. Looking forward to it. Um, let's see. Getting back into your questions. Mm -mm -mm. 
Let's see. In case you guys missed it, Arkansas moved their game up to noon on Saturday because of humidity and hot weather. They wouldn't last a second in Columbia. Wouldn't last a second, man. Mm-mm. Trying to get back through. Austin Gregory says, after a hard fall season in the simulation series, it's safe to say that Coach Philly has secured an extension through 2026. Rumor has it there's a board of trustees meeting in the Big Cock Club today. It's <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, eight, eight and five. The bowl game was the bowl game was tough. The bowl game was tough, but we had a good season. Beat Clemson too to end it. We had actually a very similar season to last year's South Carolina normal season, actually. So kind of interesting. Ruin Nation. Wait till we only put up 20 points and 250 yards of offense on Saturday. Hell will rain. <laughs> Hell will rain on Twitter. Bruin Nation, you are right, my friend. You are absolutely right. Hopefully the hell is raining because we are talking smack to North Carolina people. We are talking smack. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Let's see. <clears throat> Madison Duncan, the word of the day is slap dickery. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Jeff Gullage, you got your game day meal planned out yet? Um, not exactly. I got a good a good idea though, Jeff. We will definitely be grilling something. Uh, burgers and hot dogs sounds like the mood, to be honest with you. We'll be grilling something. I got my guy coming over at around three o'clock or so. We're gonna catch all the all the three thirty action, all the afternoon action, and then of course seven thirty. South Carolina and North Carolina, but uh, it, it'll be your typical Jeff. I think game day food. I might even go to Costco. They've got like seasoned wings. I might go to Costco and get some wings. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll do something. We'll do something. Chase Floyd says we watch all the games in their hangout. Chris comes and goes. Chase, I will not be doing that as much anymore. We had just gotten home from vacation, had to unpack. Had to take care of some things. So that's why I was hopping in and out of the Discord on Saturday night. But starting Thursday, we're in that mug. We're, we're in that mug. We are in the Discord, hanging out, watching games. All that good stuff. Daddy O says, game day and a 744 kickoff makes for a long-ass day. Yeah, apparently, guys, kickoff is it's on the schedule is 730. But because of the game day festivities, TV, what have you, apparently, toe isn't supposed to meet leather until 744. So... That means that the post-game call-in show, we're probably looking at it like 11.30 at night. We'll we'll probably go until midnight on Saturday night, which will be a ton of fun. It'll be a ton of fun. Uh, Madison Duncan says, Chris, what other, or what's the other must-see game Saturday for you? Let's look at the schedule. We'll actually do this. Um, we will do this. Let's see if I can if I can find the schedule. We will do this on Thursday. We'll do our drive around the SEC. That's what we'll be focusing on. We'll talk about all the SEC games, guys. I'll break down top storylines for them, my brief thoughts on them, and I'll actually lock in predictions for SEC games as well on Fridays. Again, that's new content that we have not done in the past. Um, but Madison says, what other must-see Saturday? And, and it, Good thing you specify Saturday because I'll go down the list. Thursday, the game I'm most excited for, 
of course, Utah and Florida. Cannot wait to see that one. Friday, I think Georgia Tech and Louisville could be a very fun game, opening up ACC play. And then Saturday, I mean, outside of South Carolina, North Carolina, it's not an incredible slate. Um, You know, just going down the list, I'm excited to see Tennessee, Virginia. First look at Joe Milton in the starting role. Uh, I mean, TCU, Colorado with the whole Deion Sanders thing. Like, do they even – do they show any life at all? Um, you know, we got Kentucky, Ball State at noon. Arkansas is now at noon as well. Mm, I mean, there's a lot of cupcake games in the SEC, honestly, man. Ole Miss, Mercer. Uh, Ohio State at Indiana. That could be interesting. Uh, 3.30 game on CB. That's the CBS game, by the way, which is – so unfortunate. Washington against Boise State. That could be interesting. Um, Texas Rice. I mean, probably going to be a blowout, but whatever. Uh, Auburn UMass is the ESPN game at 3.30. I'm trying to look to them like, what game am I going to watch at 3.30? Because, I mean, we'll probably just have like a rotation. I don't know. Um, continuing. I mean, outside of that, man, I mean, you got – You've got uh, UCLA and Coastal late that night. I mean, there's not a lot of crazy games. UCLA Coastal is going to be fun, though. The the, the ESPN game. And then on Sunday, of course, we've got LSU, FSU, uh, and then Monday, Clemson and Duke. So, going to be a lot of fun. Todd Smith with the Super Chat to close out the show. Todd, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Austin Miller says, do you have a bet of the week pick? Austin, yes, you will find that out tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll talk. That'll be part of our content on TDC. Just to give you guys an idea, by the way, on that note, you asked that question. Let me give you a quick idea of what content's going to look like on a weekly basis. Now, there's things that are subject to change, be added, what have you, because of like, for example, I wasn't necessarily planning on talking about the depth chart tomorrow. We will do that first thing. This is what the content is going to look at. I know we've hit 3 o'clock, but this is important. On Mondays, it is going to be our full South Carolina, of course, but also SEC Monday morning quarterback take, you know, takeaways, reactions, breakdowns, all that good stuff. Thoughts, analysis, all of our takeaways from that. that that's basically going to take up the entire first hour, right? Any, and any news, of course, that comes out, we'll discuss it. On Tuesdays, We've got our SEC power rankings and our my bookie bets of the weekend. On Wednesdays, we'll have takeaways from Shane Beamer's presser. If anything jumps out, we'll talk about that. We'll discuss it. We'll dissect it. Also, we will have our prize picks plays of the weekend. And I'm still kind of working with prize picks when they're going to drop their actual prop plays. We'll have our prize picks plays of the weekend. We'll have our keys to the game and our position unit comparison segment, which I'm really excited about. On Thursdays, we will have our driver on the SEC. We'll talk about all the SEC games, of course, right? Everybody who's playing, give my brief thoughts on it, for, uh, you know, thoughts on those games. Uh, we'll also talk, of course, top storylines for Gamecocks football for the upcoming game. We will talk key matchups as well. And then on Friday, it'll be prediction day. I'll lock in all the predictions for the SEC games. Of course, South Carolina's game. And also final thoughts heading in the weekend. More storylines, probably thoughts, analysis, all that good stuff. So that's kind of sort of your rough draft of content. 
But you can expect gambling content on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Somebody also asked earlier, let me address this really quickly, on Tuesdays. I know last year we aired Shane Beamer's press conference in or on the live show. We will not be doing that this year. We are not going to do that this year because we have so much to get into. We have so much to do. We have so much to dis- dissect, discuss, whatever. I won't hold it against you guys. If you want to go watch Shane Beamer live, I have no problems with that. But, guys, we, we've just we've got things to do. We've just got things to do. We've got things to take care of. And so, I mean, literally, I think Shane Beamer, I'm pretty sure he speaks to the media at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. That's right in the middle of our segment with J.C. Sherbert. So we'll react to everything Beamer has to say on Wednesdays, but no, we will not air the Shane Beamer convo on TDC like we did last year. So what that means, though, guys, is this. It's because we have more content to, 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 to deliver. We have more content to discuss. We have more things to talk about. And for that, I am really, really Excited. Guys, again, we've hit past 3 o'clock. Appreciate you all tuning in. It is game week. South Carolina, North Carolina, really excited. All the content. Content bleeding out of the eyeballs all week long. Guys, be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit that bell icon so you get notifications when we drop new video content when we go live. Also, of course, the podcast. Make sure you subscribe at the Spurs Up Show, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. It drops daily at 5 p.m. Eastern. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. make decisions for your company you always look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your process to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents books and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code, program.